Apparently, pimping is easy? I'm Sam. Um, why do some of those women look like men? I'm Jackie. Justin is my name, and fucking up my taxes is my game! This is Dolomite on Snigger Madness. What's that smell? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm thirsty as fuck. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty as fuck. Hey, look at me! Thrill me. If you come back in here, I'm gonna hit you with so many rides, you're gonna beg for a left. Thrill me. Beg for a left. Thrill me. Welcome to Stinker Madness, the podcast about bad movies for bad movie lovers by bad movie lovers. I'm your host, Justin. With me are always Sam and Jackie. This week on the show, we got a movie from the 70s called Dolomite, starring Rudy Ray Moore. Uh, 1975. 1975, the last of my uh, three-piece exploitation series uh, that I might circle back to at some point. Um, but either way, Rudy Ray Moore in uh, Dolomite. None of us had seen it before, and wow... Wow. Uh, Sam, let's just go ahead and get started with you. And uh, what's what's your boring bullshit on Dolomite? Well, Rudy Ray Moore is his stand. They say stand up character, but let's be real honest here. Rudy Ray Moore is a poet. He's a slam poetry. He's he's slam poetry and beat poetry. Even one of his uh, albums was called something about a beatnik. Like he know he knew what he was. He's also been called the godfather of rap. Okay. Because this is, he'd have a band play behind him and he would just do this. And they did that in the club in, in one scene. Like yeah. he's basically just rapping. Right. And it's very early rap. Like I don't remember because I wasn't alive, but I think <laughs> the first rap that I ever really ran into was Africa Bombada. Yeah. Yeah. And man. I was like, what is this? What? And, uh, so because you know, I'm sure there's a lot of, uh, simultaneous inception and things like that, but, and there's, you know, people doing it on the streets or whatever for however long before you it ends up becoming mainstream. But this is one of the things that got rap kind of kickstarted is this movie. Interesting. And this man. Yeah. More of this man than this movie, say. But this movie helped a little bit a lot. Uh, apparently what happened is, is that Rudy Ray Moore knew a wino named Rico. Okay. And the Dolomite character is basically based on Rico because he would just be drunk and do his rhymes and tell his stories and people would laugh. And he's like, well, this guy's never going to make it on the stage. I'm a professional comedian. I'm just going to make friends with him and make sure that he's fine with me, you know, doing this. And so he would bring him over to his house, get him fucked up and just turn on a tape recorder. And then incorporate that into his character that he created based off of this guy Rico. Okay, all right. It's it's like uh, it's like Jerry and uh, uh, George's show. It just plays out in real life, right there, Sam. That's how that's how sitcom masterpieces get made. Uh, then we must talk about one Dervell Martin. Dervell Martin. Isn't the he a director? basketball player? <laughs> no, he's not. And Dervell. Uh, He's the bad guy and the director. Okay. Willie Green. Willie Green. Apparently in the film, uh, My Name is Dolomite that Eddie Murphy just made, I think. Uh-huh. Wesley Snipes plays Dervell Martin in that movie. And okay. it, uh, that movie claims that most of Dervell Martin's decisions directorial were being undermined by Rudy Ray Moore the whole time. But at that point in time the only person that had really been in movies and around movies that's involved with this was Dervell Martin and uh, he had a small part he had bit parts in uh, a couple of Academy Award nominees one of them was look who's coming to dinner or something like that okay. right. but he got into the black exploitation genre specifically with Williamson and it's unfortunate. I think even though this movie is like it's a spectacle, it's a thing to see. Um, 
you can tell that there's two different people that have two different ideas about the version of Sweet Sweetback's badass song that they're making, right. and there aren't the same <laughs> ideas. And that's the real story with this movie, I think, is that Dervell Martin thought he was going to get to make his own Sweet Sweetback's badass song, but so did Rudy Ray Moore. And those combine into a pile of movie. Right. It's that a is pile very of interesting. It's a pile of movie. Yeah. Uh, and then now that we're at the end of your three leg run here, I have a preemptive final thought on the genre for those of you listening out there that are interested and want to see more. I'm going to save you some time. I don't know if Justin's going to agree with me on this or not, but just start watching Fred Williamson movies. Yeah. Yeah. Just I don't know if start they're really watching Fred Williamson movies. And there's a reason I that I say this. The entire catalog of his stuff, though, is black exploitation. It's mostly just action guy. No, but the early ones, the early ones, many of which I can't say the name on a podcast, uh, and those collaborations with Dervell Martin, which were frequent, that's early on. That's all in the genre, and it's all fun. Okay. And one of the things that a Fred Williamson movie has that most of these other movies don't have is a former professional athlete doing stunts. Right. It's true. And stuntmen doing acting because he realized, you know what? If this guy's only got two lines, I'm just going to get a stuntman to do it because we got to have a stuntman anyway. There's no stuntmen in this film, and that's one of the reasons why the karate is the karate. And <laughs> it's all amazing. It's not as Jackson it's not bad. as bad as TNT Jackson. Jeannie Bell bad. is worse, but he's bad. He's awful. He's awful. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you noticed that the scene that they shot the karate was in Chuck Norris's dojo. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that on the internet. That and I didn't want to take the internet's word for it, so I just watched the credits all the way through to make sure a couple things one that there was only probably 12 people in the crew which was confirmed and two that that was in fact they had to give him credit for using the space that was chuck norris's dojo <laughs> you think he would have uh, learned something from chuck norris yeah i think there was a couple of competent karate fighters in the movie later in the big in the big fight scene that they were fairly competent, and I think those were the ones that were lent out from the school. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And this is an exact time in Norris's career where he hasn't... He's probably shooting Breaker Breaker right now because, mm -hmm. as we recall, there was a long sort of hiatus from shooting to release on that one. Right. But he hasn't really broke into the movie business yet, so he's still... In that point where he owns karate schools mm -hmm. more than anything business wise. And it's Rudy Ray Moore's fault that we got Chuck Norris in movies because he's like, it's so easy. <laughs> I can do it. Oh, no, he was in the he was in the Hong Kong movies well before this, oh, all the way true. back into the 60s. That's true. But he hadn't broke into Hollywood yet. Yeah, okay. And this is he put a school in Hollywood right there where everyone could see it. And it didn't take very long, let's say. Yeah. But uh, this is in that. Where the school is his biggest business deal. Jackie, uh, you probably want to talk pretty seriously about the clothes and the hair in this movie, so I'm going to let you go. There are some questionable decisions for <laughs> hair. Uh, I believe the actress, or the character was Pinky, and she had this really tight, like, Shirley Temple curls going on, and then you shoot her from the back... And then she's got like this rat nest just kind of hanging off of it. It was like she had a wig on top of her wig. Yeah, it was really weird. And then some of the ladies who looked kind of drugged up uh, in, I think it was the first sex scene, where the back of her head is obviously she's just been on her back all day. <laughs> and her hair, it reflects that. Like it's been pushed up and flat up against her head. Yeah, like she was banged against a wall or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yep. Uh, Dolomite is a very, very uh, fancy dresser. Yeah. yeah. I liked all of his outfits. I especially liked the one that had the glitter uh, on his lapel mm -hmm. coming off of his shirt. Thought that one was pretty good. Uh, the very He had... Go ahead, sorry. No, go ahead. He had a rim gold rim coat that it was like the gold rim on fine china yeah exactly it was gilded my suits are gilded <laughs> yep that's all i'm gonna say about it you just have to watch it and i think he is 
a, a character that he changed his clothes more in this movie than I think I've ever seen any character change the, their clothes. Than fucking Diana Ross does. Like you he haven't was constantly changing his clothes. Yeah, I actually need to go back and watch Good Guys Wear Black one more time to see if Chuck Norris changes his clothes this much because he changes his clothes in Good Guys Wear Black a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Dol- like a fucking Norris fashion show. Dolomite will go out, beat up a guy, and then go instantly back into his room to change his clothes. Well, I, I just these these were ruined. I beat up a guy. I got to go put on my other beat up a guy clothes. He does it in the climactic scene. There's about to be a huge fight. It's the big one. He just goes to his dressing room to change. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Time out. <laughs> Base. Yeah, my white suit can't get dirty. Gonna need it for the show later. Yeah. It, I, it's just one of those things where it's really hard to describe because his clothes are just so fancy. Yeah, they're outlandish. And the, the bow ties are awesome. Uh, do we think Rudy Raymar was high during the entire movie? Yes. Maybe. Uh, man, he uh, was baked. I was spotting a lot of people who were baked. There's the one karate girl that's actually somewhat karate competent. She's also super competent in smoking reefer. <laughs> she was high as shit every time she was on screen. Usually we run into people in movies that are just drunk as shit during the whole time, but not not it's not every day you run into a movie where the entire cast and crew are blazed. And that you can visibly see and go, well, that person is baked. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like they can't even keep their eyes open. And I don't know if it would have mattered if they were sober because this movie makes no fucking sense. So. Well, you could tell that they kind of sobered up for some of the karate fight scenes because they're like, dude, you're moving way too slow. You got to you gotta lay off. For except about- for Rudy Ray Moore, who never sped up his action. <laughs> <laughs> there is a shot that he clearly misses the person's head by about three feet. Uh-huh. Yeah, like and multiple it's times. Like a, it's like a, a knockout blow, and you're like, not good. It's terrible. Not good. Oh, man, I loved the karate fight. Oh, it was so bad. It's Yeah, it's funny, but like in terms of competent choreography, it's very bad. And camera positioning and yes. the whole thing, the lighting, uh, the fucking boom mic. It's just, it's all just so, shit. Yeah, we didn't get the boom mic heavy version which I think what happened is they shot this on four by three and then cropped it Mm. and then just had planned on it being cropped. And so if you got the full screen version on VHS, which is something I did notice, I have seen this before Roman and I saw the VHS of this and I remembered because of the boom mic thing, how often it's in the shot in that VHS version is unbelievable. It's the one time you actually get more movie if it's in full screen. Yeah. The stuff that they didn't want you to... Behind the scenes, what they didn't want you to see. <laughs> the microphone. They're fuck-ups. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't in the shot in their frame, right? So it's not necessarily Dervell Martin's fault. He did get it out of the shot. He just didn't realize the whole process, right. basically. Right. All right. Let's up a little bit higher. Let's get into Dolomite. Uh, he's in prison. To start, uh, I think it was a, a, a setup uh, by Willie Green, who dumped a bunch of coke in his car and then called the FBI and was like, hey, that guy's got dope in his car. And stolen furs. Yeah, and stolen furs. Because I guess Dolomite is just a constant thorn in anybody and everybody's side. So we got to get him off the street. He's a fur trapper. Yeah, right. What? <laughs> He's a fur trapper. He's also doing life in prison for grand theft. Like, right. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? So the warden calls him in and the warden is amazingly terrible. Uh, and Queen Bee's there, his, his right hand lady. And they're like, here's the deal. We got to get you out of here and we got to have you busting that Willie Green because it's bad out on the streets. You're you're. By the way, your nephew's dead, uh, but it's tough out on the streets. And no, he, at no point is he like, wait, my nephew died? What? It's just like, oh, okay. All right. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yep. I didn't get that it was his nephew because they're like, little Jimmy got shot. And then I was like, okay, why the fuck should he care? 
And I never caught on that that was his nephew. I don't think Dolomite really caught on either because like, yeah. well, he just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> there's, a, there's a chance that he's got so many nephews that, well, which one? Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Jimmy one or Jimmy six? You know, Jimmy it, it, uh, that lives in the Hamptons or, yeah. It seems like he's not exercising discretion with his promiscuity. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. So, uh, Warden's like, you, here's your chance to prove you're innocent. I want you to get out there, and I want you to, to bust, some, bust some heads. And uh, so we do get a flashback of him getting busted, weirdly. Like, that, what the fuck? Let me run it down for you. And then it goes to a flashback. But it doesn't do, like, the flashback sequence or uh, anything. It's just cut. It's just cut to this, hey, open your trunk. Right? <laughs> you two cops go hide behind the bushes. And hey, you open your trunk. And this is the what? First, What's happening? The first instance that we get of Dolomite's uh, superior kung fu because he's like, "You're gonna have to take me." <laughs> and then starts whipping their asses. But then falls in the lawn and gets caught. Right. There's various times in this movie where I'm like, "Why are you getting captured?" You've been out of tougher scrapes than this already. Uh-huh. This one, just you just basically drop your arm on somebody and they fall over and then you've escaped. Why are you getting caught? Yeah. So he gets released. He goes out of prison and he's picked up by his harem and they've got his, they've got his pimping clothes already set up for him. This is fucking weird because he like just starts changing out of his prison clothes down to his skivvies to his pimping clothes. It's like guards are just looking at him like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> and the, yeah. the other prisoners are, are catcalling him and whistling at him. I couldn't tell if they were doing that to him or his harem. It was just kind of weird. It's super weird. <laughs> but he looked fucking slick yeah. when, he, when he got redressed. And- yeah, yeah. He put on his good suit so that he could get in the car and the ladies could take off his good suit. Because it's he just starts banging ladies right there. <laughs> There's a couple times in the editing in the shots where I'm wondering if some of the sex was not simulated. Yeah, right. Might There's be. it looks like he's getting a real bluey and they just didn't cut fast enough. <laughs> now keep rolling. Ooh, oh. We'll sell this to John Hughes. Not John Hughes. Yeah, there's there's another sex scene that has a jump cut later where you're like, Okay, what the fuck just happened in between that jump cut? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What? Yeah. Uh, so I know exactly what, when you're yeah, talking about with are. the red sheets. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, so he's getting followed by a hit squad immediately. I guess the FBI or Willie Green's like, whack him. I'm not sure who, but there's a hit squad after him. He's like, give me my piece and pull over. So they pull over and he jumps out. That car comes up behind him and is like, give us, give us Dolomite. I know he's in there. And they're like, he ain't in here. He's like, I'm right here, motherfuckers. And just starts mowing him down. Mm. And then he makes this guy dance, which is really weird. And cruel. And <laughs> Yeah. And usually when you make somebody dance, it's so they can run away and tell the other ones you don't want to come after this guy. Right. But he makes him dance, and then he just shoots him. Yeah. Yeah. What That's the, just dick. That's just dick. Just total dick move. And a waste of hot lead, right? You know, quit shooting the ground, buster. It's pretty- I don't think that this was supposed to be in the movie. I think that he just went fucking nutso, and he's like, look at this cool gun I bought at the thrift store today. Because it was the 70s, and they probably sold guns at the thrift store. Oh, I don't okay. know. All right. Yeah, because that's what the 70s were like. They did have to use a couple squibs in this, so that was interesting. I don't know if they're squibs, but it's just dynamite packs, 180s yeah. in the dirt. So. Yeah. Some actual special effects happening, mm. which is uh, this movie only cost a hundred thousand dollars. I'm surprised they could do that. Yeah. Uh, so he goes and hangs out with Queen Bee, and Queen Bee's told tells him that Willie Green now owns everything. He owns their club. Uh, he's like the number one dope dealer, and they owe him fifty thousand dollars as well. And they almost lost their house, and they had to sell pussy on the street corner. Mm-hmm. All because of Willie Green. It's a hard not and life. It's also the point where, because you, you're really wondering, so he's a pimp, and he's that brazen about it that he has the ladies show up to pick him up, 
Right. But then the, dan- the filmmaking's dancing around, and you're like, is he a pimp? What the hell is going on here? And then they're like, oh, the strip club. And you're like, oh, so he owns a strip club. Oh, but by the way, we had to all become hookers. Okay, no, so he's a pimp. So he's a pimp. He, but he was in pimp. prison while they were doing that. So, yeah, I don't. So she's a pimp then? I don't know. Yeah. What's happening here? Right. Uh, Willie Green's not going to be too big of a problem, though, because thank God she had the foresight to put all her ladies through karate school. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, that was weird. I was like, oh, boy, this is going to pay off so hard later, I hope. And, and then it does. It goes into this long scene of a guy not paying that takes forever. And the one thing you're waiting for is for her to kick his ass. And when that part happens, they had to cut around it because it didn't look good enough, I guess. And then he just gets kicked in the butt. And then we're told that he's still in the hospital. Right. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. She's like, he. That she seriously fucked him up and he's still in the hospital. And the only shot we get is her kicking him in the ass and he's gone off screen. <laughs> I don't know if yeah, that's enough. Like, yeah, whoa, that maybe karate fell, really works good. Maybe uh, maybe he fell down some stairs too. I don't know. Um, then, like, Willie, it, this movie is just such a pile of movie because it's just scenes that aren't interconnected in any way because the next thing that happens is Willie... Green goes to the massage parlor and just starts wandering around looking at people getting handies. Yeah. And then cut to Dolomite banging some lady. Yeah. My favorite in this uh, massage parlor is the two girls with the blue towel over this old guy's wiener. And the one looks like she is going to rip it off. She's just pulling so hard. This is not a hand job. This is an injury waiting to happen for this poor man. Now, you don't know how much, you know, Vaseline she might have he might be like a greased pig down there and it's taking all she can do to just keep a hold of it mm-hmm. she wasn't even really pulling she was like churning butter with it like just yeah, no, swinging it, her arm around it looked like it was too greased up and she was just trying to catch it <laughs> it's like a leprechaun <laughs> give me your pot of gold penis I did like that when Dervell Martin's wandering through his massage parlor and he's checking things out. He's like, oh, everything's going good in here. Everything's going good in there. And then he turns to one like old fat white guy that's just getting his butt rubbed. And he's like, hey, that's weird. That's just weird. Why would you do that? All right, you're paying for it, buddy. See ya. <laughs> yeah, he, the guy with getting his butt massaged was my favorite. Like, oh, so there is massage happening here too. Huh, interesting. Later, the FBI is hassling Dolomite. They uh, plant some coke on him. That's not the FBI. It's not? No, those are just the local cops. Oh, Mitchell and his dude? Yeah. They're just local cops. Okay. Because they were were there when he got arrested the first time. Right. But they said they were the FBI in that scene. Right. Yeah, he was not the arresting officer in that scene. He pulled up after they got Dolomite Mm -hmm. and was like, good job. Aces. Yeah. But he didn't actually do anything. He's just a cop snitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, we know you're going to fuck up again, Dolomite. And he's like, no, I'm going to kick your guys' ass. He just beats up two cops and it's, it's the end of the scene. Well, he scatters cocaine all over him too. Yeah. Because they tried to plant it on him again. Right. And when we say beat up two cops, he kicks one in the back who is fall, falls over forward and is defeated immediately. <laughs> right. and the other guy doesn't get kicked at all, and he goes down hard. <laughs> so then they go to a church where the reverend is giving a sermon about Richard Nixon's corruption. <laughs> That's God's stuff, right? Okay. Yep. <laughs> this was so weird. It's so weird. And they find a pile of guns because the fourth ward is gearing up for war. I what's with the guns? I don't know, but the big man gave them to him. And who's as soon the big as, man? As soon as they said the big man, those cops backed off and said, "I don't see anything." Willie the- Green's the big man. Oh, so Willie Green's giving guns to a church. Yeah, no, Willie's so- basically stolen. Dolomite's hustle all around and uh, 
now he's doing a bad job and it's too violent. They want Dolomite to come back in there and run things because he's a much more reasonable man. Oh, okay. Okay, I see what's going on here. It's not that they're dispersing guns to the members of the church so that they can, like, have an uprising. It's he's smuggling guns out of the church. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So basically what happens here is is that the uh, kingdom has removed the Targaryens and then decided that they should put the Targaryens back. Right. Very good Way to Game of Thrones it. <laughs> spot, spot on. Um, so they're like, well, we're just going to, we're going to leave. But if you see Dolomite, you be sure to let us know. Uh, some crackhead steals a hot dog hamburger from, from a vendor and, uh, Dolomite's like, Hey, you're the hamburger pimp. <laughs> yeah. So this guy is just this guy. They couldn't cast the spot. And then they saw this guy on the street and they're like, let's use him. He's a crackhead. Let's get He's him. He's a crackhead. Let's get him. Oh, man. This guy is fucked up. Yeah, he's he's a junkie. Yeah. He's fucking... He is fucked up. He's like Torgo. <laughs> well, it was weird because after he gets the hangover, they just have this shot of him walking down the street, like, looks like he's going to go in and scratch his ass crack, but then mm-hmm. he pulls his hand back before he gets down there, and then he just keeps lifting up his shirt, and it is weird. Oh, man, he's tweaking hard. Um, so Dolomite pulls up and he's like, Hey, uh, come on in. Uh, and we're going to go talk in an apartment and, uh, at the junkies apartment. Yeah. At the junkies apartment. And he's like, Hey, what's going on? I've known you for a long time. You junkie who killed my nephew. Yeah. He like, He's breaking all of the rules in sort of uh, trying to get information out of the junkie by letting him shoot up first. Right. <laughs> like, you're watching him do that. You know what's going to happen. Wake up, motherfucker! Get the info before he before it won't matter how many times you slap him. He's not going to feel it. Right. <laughs> and then some dudes just bust in and shoot him. Who are those dudes? I don't know, but they get killed by Dolomite right. immediately. And at every point that he's being harassed by the police, it's like, what are you going to arrest me for? I'm like, any of the six counts of murder right? that you've just committed. Uh, yeah, the cops come in and arrest him, send him back to prison and or jail where yeah. he immediately he goes, gets out again. Yeah, he goes down to county. The the other new the, like the cop that's chasing down the cops, he shows up and uh, tries to act tough or whatever. And then say the line. I don't remember the line. I hope you, you get out soon. <laughs> right oh, before that's... the cop leaves, he goes, I hope you get out soon. And then the yeah. next scene, he's out. Yeah. And then like, yeah, one, two, three. Four. Oh, Dolomite, you've been spraying. You could yeah, leave so he now. Had to, like cool his heels in county for a couple days for murdering two guys when he had previously been in prison for life for grand theft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's picked up outside by some lady in a red Corvette. And uh This is Pinky. Is it? Okay. Uh, they go back and they go to Bone Town. And I got to say, this is probably, this is up there top 10 weirdest sex scenes that we've seen. This is the one where they cut it. Yeah. And the, so they make sweet love or whatever. Um, and then sweet. he slaps her around and she's like, oh, that's the way I like it, I guess. This scene is hard to watch. I'm going to give you a fucking you'll never forget. Yeah. So he does that. And then right when he, oh, so it has the cut in the lovemaking. You're like, I wonder what happened there. But then it leaves all the, the bad stuff in. Right, right. And they're making O faces that are just fucking horrendously bad. In right after motion. he smacks her around. Right. Just not good. Not yeah. good. Not good. Dolomite, you're, you're kind of a, you're kind of a bad dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, boy, Willie Green must be a real son of a bitch if they're bringing this guy back. <laughs> Uh, so Dolomite, uh, calls his lady Chai, short for Chicago, and, uh, 
I like how they keep explaining that throughout the movie as well. Uh-huh. Like every time that we see her, they introduce her again. Shy, as in Chicago. <laughs> like, okay. Just in case you forgot. Yeah. It's like not, every fucking time. It's not shy, short for Detroit. That it's like sense. Marvel Secret Wars where they all explain who they are yeah, every right. six pages. <laughs> Yeah, you told me your superpower is your name and all of that and your favorite color six pages ago. <laughs> I know who you are. I know you're trying to sell toys right now, but I've I've got it. Um, So he tells her to go down to the club and get a key and then meet him and get it to the key to him. And he's goes in and he cuts open a hole in the floor and pulls out a wad of cash. That I guess he stuffed there years ago or something. I don't know. Which is kind of a super dick move, right? In the meantime, he's been locked up. These ladies now owe this guy $50,000. They're about ready to lose their house. They're walking the streets trying to earn enough money, right? And he's got 50 G's just shoved under a carpet somewhere. Thanks, asshole. (laughs) I haven't yet been presented... With a Dolomite as a guy that I can get behind yet. And the movie's been on for a while. (laughs) He slams it down on the table and he's like, I want Willie Green gone in 24 hours. And 23 of them are already gone. (laughs) I I laughed pretty hard at that. So like an hour? Yeah. Yeah, He's like, okay, wait, we're going to have to go over the math here. It's either you or me that doesn't know how to do it. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> so, him and Queen Bee stop by the karate dojo and give a speech to the karate ladies that he's back and he's got the club back and they're not going to take shit from nobody anymore and they're going to throw a party. <laughs> So she and they wear their shoes onto the goddamn mat and she's smoking. I'm not sure how they didn't get beat up by Chuck Norris for doing that. (laughs) And these ladies are all like, "Mm mm-hmm. Like he's giving like like his fucking Bobby Kennedy speaking, and they're just like, Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, that sounds so good. Vote Dolomite. Like, it's so weird. But uh, Willie Green stops by the mayor's uh, house, who's also having a party, and they're connected. The mayor's dirty and is supporting Willie Green, I guess, to with his criming. So he he gives another he gives a little shot at Nixon too. They really don't like Nixon during this movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, who does? Um, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna take care of Dolomite for you. We're not gonna let him get away with him doing his Dolomite stuff." And uh, so Dolomite goes to the church and gives the reverend $200 because the reverend's like, give me $500. He's like, I'll give you $200. Why are you giving him money at all? At all. For a tip, a hot tip. That's it? He doesn't get one. He He goes down there. He ends up like saying, oh, I'm going to turn, I'm going to, I'm going to snitch you out for all these guns. And the reverend's like, I will shoot your ass right here. And they're like, all right, I like the, I like how you roll, Rev. Uh, I guess I'm not getting my 200 bucks back and you haven't helped me at all. End scene. <laughs> yeah, the dead people in the coffins pop up with machine guns. They've just been, hey, that's their, that's his strategy. Okay, boys, in, in case Dolomite gets a little lippy, I want you guys to pretend that you're dead, but at any point pop up and, and point a gun at, why can't we just stand behind you? And be like normal bodyguards. No, nah, it's cooler if you're dead. Yeah, you won't, no, you won't is... see it coming. Yeah, and is for it... his 200 bucks, he gets told to go down to the docks and to dig through the fish barrels. Right, so that he can find a fish that's stuffed with cocaine? Okay, so that was the hot tip. Yeah. Okay, Why we're piecing this together now. So he tipped him off on the cocaine. I don't think it helps, though. Yeah, I like, don't think that he this... He already knew that Willie Green was into the coke because that's how he got fucking framed. Right? Yeah. And and not to mention that I, this never comes back around. It never like they never talk back. about the cocaine again. Or the nephew. This is the end of that of, <laughs> yeah, of like, Dolomite on his revenge path. 
I do like that the Rev at least has some pageantry in his villainy, though. He's kind of the only one doing it right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like when they're walking into the to the church and Chai's like, this place gives me the creeps. I, I hope we don't see a ghost. And Dolomite's like, if you see a ghost, just cut them. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, you don't even know how ghosts work, Dolomite. God damn it. <laughs> so now it's party time. They're having the party. It's fucking weird. Uh, there's like a shitty earth, wind, and fire there. Yeah. Uh, no, it. it's like he starts up and you're thinking, oh, he's a pimp. This is a strip club. And then what you get is like fucking Lawrence Welk. Right. You got yep, a band cause... that's eh. Then there's some like dancers that are oh, no, wait, you ethnically gotta go back. ambiguous Hawaiian dancers. You got to go back to the uh, the singing lady that they bring on after Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, they bring on a, a, a female artist soloist that they cannot get the words and her mouth to match. At all. The entire no. thing. And she's got these weird teeth that look like they shoved in extra teeth on top of her actual teeth to give her like this big horsey looking mouth. Yeah. They're like, this is really going to accentuate your singing. It's, it's how Freddie Mercury got that second second octave, right? You know? Mm. Too yeah, many teeth. It, it, it reverberates off your teeth. Uh-huh. You can hit the high F now. Yeah, right. Yeah. More teeth, the better. Oh, she was so terrible. Alligators are the best singers I've heard. They're toothy. No. Nope. Don't, don't like it, huh? No. Don't like singing alligators? I do like the no. crocodile rock. Oh, oh okay. God damn it. The Muppets crocodile rock. <laughs> so yeah, because then... the Elton John crocodile rock sucks. Yeah. 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 But when he's singing it with the Muppets and, you know, those crocodiles jump up behind him and they start singing along, you're like, yes, now I like this song. <laughs> now on the stage comes the Dolomite Dancers. He's actually got a dance troupe named after him. Uh-huh. And they suck. <laughs> yep. I'm with Sam. I totally had that. Is this Hawaii? Is this supposed to be Africa? Is this supposed to be Native American? I don't know. Yeah, I think it's fuck. supposed to be Hawaiian, but it's very ambiguous and it sucks. It sucks. And the last guy you that comes pay out. To watch this. Exactly. And plus, the last guy that comes out, right? He looks like a voodoo priest. Kind of, yeah. With his weird, like, yellow. So when you first see him, he's, you know, all you can see is the yellow feathers, yellow and black feathers going. You're like, what the fuck is that supposed to be? And then you realize it's a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then you think he's going to chase down Dr. Jones. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, it's like the same guy from Temple of Doom. Totally. But uh, then he comes out and just starts giving his fucking slam poetry shit about a fucking monkey that's getting eaten by a lion. And it's dumb. Yeah. He's good, though. Well, you got to give him that. He's well, very good. It's dumb though. Like, sure, I was dumb. It was just a monkey falls out of a tree and gets eaten by a lion. After the lion got his ass kicked by an elephant. Yeah, see, the way he told it was way better. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, it was a simple story, but he's he can embroider that man. That man can do it. Okay, (laughs) I didn't like it. And then you pan to the audience, and neither do they. They're so bored. The audience is like, huh? Yeah. It should be mentioned that we've gotten basically the full act on every one of these as well. Like a major portion of this movie is just a variety show. Right. So after the Dolomite dancers and after Dolomite slam poetry, Willie Green's there and he's like, here's the deal, Dolomite. You owe me another hundred K of interest, which is a really bad deal on a loan for anybody. And, uh, or, you got to partner up with me. Well, we've already established that they're bad at math. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> at this point, though, uh, Dolomite does get some math savviness, and his response mathematically is, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, you insecure motherfucker. <laughs> and so Willie Green just starts shooting up the place. <laughs> He's very insecure. He's very insecure. Uh, and this is 
so this weird. is when Dolomite goes and changes. He's like, all right, well, if this is going to be a fucking gunfight, I'm going to go put on new clothes. Like right before I think Queen Bee gets shot in the back and he's just like, oh, I got to go change. <laughs> and I guess she doesn't make it because we never see her again. Never see Queen Bee again. Yeah. I mean, at least he did the uh, over his shoulder glance to see her get shot as he runs to his dressing room. Oh, man. I got to I got to really change now. Queen Bee's been shot. <laughs> yeah, he's like, man, Queen Bee, you should have changed. You wouldn't have got shot. <laughs> and everybody just starts doing kung fu fighting all over the place. All of it's terrible. And then, like, we get this close-up shot of somebody. It's a, a random shot. Like, they're in right in the middle of a fight scene, and then somebody's bloody face is, like, right in front of the camera. Oh, no, that's... So the, the cook at the club is also a karate expert. Of course. And he karate's the guy over to the stove and then pours hot oil on him and grills his face. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I saw that part, but then it seemed really random when this bloody face showed up on the thing. And then yeah. who the fuck goes in and, and it's like, okay, we're kicking everybody's ass out here. Let's go get the chef. Yeah, we gotta, oh shit, we, gotta, we can't forget the chef. We gotta kick his yeah. ass, ass too. <laughs> And then you realize that you're around a guy that's used to working really hard and fast, and he's surrounded by knives. Right. Like, I've made a bad decision. This man has got nothing but weapons all around him. <laughs> the ladies are kicking guys in the face. Some are getting shot. Others are, like, shooting at whoever. I don't know. I don't know who's on whose side during this whole fucking thing. But upstairs, Dolomite and Willie Green are fighting, and I think it just ends with Dolomite getting shot in the shoulder and then ripping out Willie Green's tummy. Yeah, he reaches into his stomach and pulls it out, and then the FBI agent decides to mercy kill Willie Green, who's dying slowly and horribly on the floor. Right. But at least he's being quiet. I mean, he's not down there making a bunch of noise. So now the movie's over. I mean, the main villain well, is dead. Yeah, that's what you would think, right? <laughs> and also, it appears that Dolomite has been shot in the heart, and it's only bothering him at a minor level. Right. He's very Chuck Norrisy that way. Ugh. Bullets are itchy. And then the FBI guy's like, we should get you to the hospital. Okay. Like, don't check up on the rest of the fighting that's happening, or your club, or your queen bee that got shot. Like, fuck all of them. I need to go to the hospital. My shoulder's bleeding yeah, out. I hurt. I'm owie. Uh, and the mayor gets a call from Mitchell, the cop, and tells him about the party. And, and the mayor's like, I want Dolomite dead. Uh, calls in goon squad to hit another hit squad. And then some lady just comes in and is like, you motherfucker, I hate you. I'm going to shoot you, mayor. And then shoots his wife instead during a scuffle. That was his wife. Yeah, he's like, where's my wife? And she's like, she's in there laying around like a lazy bitch because she is one or something like that. <laughs> and she's like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to shoot your ass on the toilet. And then his wife shows up and they scuffle and she just gets gets one put right in her face, falls into the shower. And yeah. The, and then the mayor chokes the whoever that person was out. I thought it was Pinky. The same lady from the red sheet sex scene. Right. But what's she doing there? She's a plant. Uh-huh. I she's, guess she's getting right? close to the mayor. So she can kill him. Yeah. How and does then the how... mayor have anything to do with anything? I don't know. But <laughs> then the FBI guy decides to shake down the mayor. And it seems like he climbed up the whole side of the Hollywood Hills to do it. Right. Because he comes off of the cliff edge and then just hops in or he can jump really high. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Because the view is fantastic up there, and he he came in through the terrace, and you're like, how did you fucking get up here, bud? That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> so he chases after the mayor, chases him all the way to the airport, and I guess because I guess the mayor's going to make a run for Columbia or something, mm -hmm. disappear. He's put a head out on Dolomite, and he wants to get safe before it's carried out. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but he doesn't make it because the cop just shoots him in the back. Uh, yeah. That Cleans up that mess. Dude, you just shot the mayor. You just shot the mayor. Also, he then has to tell Dolomite that there's a hit out on him. 
No, there isn't. You just shot the only guy that could pay that. No one's going to do it for free. Right. But I guess there's a couple of guys that didn't get the news. <laughs> they didn't check Twitter. They didn't. Um, yeah. He goes to Dolomite's room and the hit squads come in, but they go to the wrong room because I guess Dolomite told the front desk lady to like. Nope, tell- she's she's a plant, too. OK, that's Chicago. That's Chicago. Oh. That's shy for Chicago. Oh, I didn't catch that. That was. Yeah, he's, that was. he's got the karate gals planted all over town. Uh huh. Yeah. And so uh, they get ambushed by Dolomite and the cop and they're all dead. And the cop arrests Mitchell and his partner. No. So I don't think you're explaining this very good. OK, because the first three goon squad hit squad guys. Right. They come in, they shoot up the place, get their asses kicked. Right. Uh huh. And then the dumbass cops like come in like a couple minutes later and they're like, I'm going to kill you. Dolomite's like, dude, fucking seriously, my shoulder hurts. The morphine's wearing off and I've already killed three other people. And then that's when the FBI guy decides that he's going to get involved in the fight (laughs) and steps forward and goes, you're under arrest. And the other two are like, oh, damn it. Oh, and then these two other agents like bum rush in. And they're like, yeah, we've been here the whole time, but we were getting a coffee and a, having a cigarette in the back. So we're just now here. I'm glad that those other three douchebags didn't kill you. Right. Uh, but, you know, I am allowed a 15-minute break for every <laughs> few hours that I work. And I, That's you know, law. I, I'm going to take it. So sorry about that one. But, hey, we're here for this one. Yeah. yeah. No, he's brought in the incorruptible force California Highway Patrol from the seams of it. <laughs> And then the whole movie just ends. Yeah. Outside, we have to mention. He's like, Dolomite, so what are you going to do now? I don't know, because the fucking credits just started going. I, there's no time to do anything. In the scene before he kills the two, the three hitmen, they're outside of the room. And there's a guy that walks into the shot and goes, I'm not supposed to be in this shot. <laughs> and then he backs out. And then he gets back in the shot and looks around the corner and he's like, nope, they're still shooting. I was like, of course they're still shooting. It's been two seconds. Right. So he actually comes into the shot that he's not supposed to be in. Goes, I'm not supposed to be here. Not once, but twice. <laughs> yeah, I saw that guy. I loved him. I'm like, do you see that guy in the background? He kind of looked confused. Who is that guy? <laughs> like, okay. He's like, I'm just going to go back to my room. The other weird thing that I saw when I was watching this was like the first time that he has a sex scene. There's like a ventriloquist head. Oh my god, what the fuck on was the that nightstand head? that looks like him? Did you see that, he, Sam? Yeah, he has a sculpture, a plastic head of himself uh, next to his bed. Yeah, but it's got it's like a super weird. long neck. Yeah, it, was, it doesn't. It's weird. It was weird. Who does that? I thought it was like part of a ventriloquist doll. You know, like he's like you know because he's kind of a showman. And like he's like, okay, I'm gonna do my act for you real quick. And she's like, what? No. And then no, he no, like no. goes underneath, you know, <laughs> like hides on the side of the bed, and then the puppet head comes up, yeah. and he's like, ha, ah, I'm Mr. Sparkles. Yeah, Mr. nothing Sparkles. sexier than puppets. Yeah, and then he has this whole like. Seems like you've got a nice lady over today. What are you guys gonna do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hot, yeah, yeah, even. Baby. Even Jeff Dunham would watch this and be like, oh no, Mo, you don't bring those into the bedroom. Trust me. <laughs> I bet you you think this is sexy, don't you? <laughs> Watch me choke on this wiener. What? The puppet is now giving him a bluey. He's going to have So sex. he's just jacking off with the puppet in front of somebody? Not yeah. sexy. Okay. He's, he's like, like do you want to join head. us? Isn't that what happened to Louis C.K.? We don't have him anymore. Uh, <laughs> he didn't have the puppet. Right. He forgot a vital step. Yeah, that would have just been like, wow, what a weird guy. What a strange man. <laughs> I can't even tell on him for this because that's just like, wow, I'm sorry, buddy, if that's okay. All right. Get a get a, get a a bluey from Mr. Muffles. I, that's fine by me, I guess. Everybody's got their freakiness, you know. We're all a bunch of nasty freaks. I would laugh, though, because he probably got a splinter in his wiener and he's like, oh, no, not again. Wait. You don't jack off with Pinocchio. <laughs> you get the plastic one, Jackie. Oh, okay. okay. <coughs> so, was it good for you, puppet? No. 
<laughs> I hated it. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, and then it just fucking ends. Like, just doesn't even end normally when movies just end. It's mid-sentence. It just stops happening. Right. And he's got another sweet outfit on. But then you know that he's like ready for this movie to keep going because he's got another outfit over his shoulders. Like, this is going to take too long. I'm going to have to change my clothes. Oh, man. What a weird time. Uh, Who wants to ask some questions? How is this thing only 90 minutes long? Right? It seems like it's two hours long, but it's only 90 minutes. It's because it's a pile of movie. It's like, it's not. If it was a book, you wouldn't call it a page turner because it's just random scenes all stuck together and no and they couldn't leave anything out they had to use everything they shot because they barely made 90 minutes inserted his penis into a woman yeah well that part i guess they they were able to cut seven seconds from this movie yeah (laughs) seven seconds uh, throwing him under the bus eh uh yeah i don't know it it was it did feel longer than 90 minutes for sure but jackie I don't know. Okay. This thing was just such a fucked up mess. And I spent the entire time going, what? What the fuck? Why is he talking about the Titanic in a parking lot with a bunch of randos? Right. What is happening? And they're like passing money back and forth. Like they're placing bets on how good his, his slam poetry is. Very strange. Yeah. The two Dolomite sequences where he brings the character out. You're like, boy, these don't fit. Nope. Sure don't. So weird. And who is this guy's tailor? Like, I need to know who made all of those clothes. They were wonderful. At Pimpin's R Us. He looked great. Yeah. And the ladies looked scandalous. And high. Everybody. Oh, high. yeah. <laughs> was like, I don't care if my boobs are out. Pass the joint. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, rolling. What? Uh... Okay, wait. Give it another five seconds. Huh? Okay, just stop asking what. I know you're really stoned right now, but just shut up. What? Just shut up. Shut up your face. What? And they, yeah. What? And they're like, just turn the boom mic off. <laughs> we just yeah. need to shoot them for their boobs. Right. Uh, my question is, does he do anything? He kills people. Yeah, but it's, I mean, like, when it, the whole thing was supposed to be him getting let loose like he's fucking Gator McCluskey and go... Clean up the town. You know, you're working for the man now. Uh, I don't think he does that. It's kind of like he doesn't do anything about Willie Green until Willie Green attacks him in his dressing room. Yeah. No, they're like, oh, go back and take your criminal empire. And he's like, I don't really care about that. I just like the club. Right. And so I don't think that he's a free man. Like uh, the deal the warden made with him is not accomplished really he also had murdered a lot of people in plain sight and is fine i guess yeah i want to know who got him out of jail because i was under the understanding that the mayor wanted him out of jail to take care of green Uh uh-huh but then the mayor's like, hey, fucking take care of Dolomite because Green's being a little bitch and is complaining. He can't take care of his own fucking problems. And then it's like, nope, kill Green. Then it's nope, kill Dolomite. And so it's like, okay, so are these things fucking connected? Did the FBI bail you out? What the fuck is happening? And and when in that sex scene where he roughs her up, uh, he's like, did you get me out of jail? <laughs> and he's like, he gets mad at her for it. like. What the fuck, Dolomite? Who are you? What are you? I does not know. Which implies that he just, they're like, all right, you're out, Dolomite. He's like, okay. And he just walks out and thinks nothing of it. Right. <laughs> How'd you get out? Oh, they just let you out after just you cooled your heels for a couple open. days. Yeah. They made me think about what I'd done. I, I didn't feel bad about it, but I had to sit there for two days and I will probably do it again. I uh, got to hang out with all my friends, though. Played a lot of cards. Pretty good. Now, come on. If he gets caught again, they're going to make him write an essay. (laughs) On why murdering people in a crackhead's room is wrong. (laughs) But he got away with it once when he got done. Because, you know, they still needed him to get the dirty cops. 400 words. 
on my desk in the morning, Dolomite. I want that essay. That's right. Don't just fucking plagiarize something off of the internet, <laughs> you dick. Uh, uh, Sam, you got any other questions? Do you guys think that Dervell Martin had a lot of scenes that were cut? Yeah. Uh, it seems that way because he, I don't know what he does either. Like, I know he's doing coke, but, like, you never really see him do anything. For For a guy that gets a freeze frame second billing, he doesn't have a lot of screen time. Right? Yeah. I think that there was a lot more to that backstory between the two of them that they cut out because of they probably thought when they did the flashback scene, they were like, oh, yeah, people are going to get it. Green yeah. was in the car. Right, right. You know? Yeah, I mean, any they're going to know. Yeah, I don't know, man. And then they're going to... No, they'll know, right? Because we put him in the car. Uh huh. Oh, it's clear. clear yeah. And obviously, this is about being a fur trapper <laughs> and, uh, you know, making your claim on the territory and who you're going to trade your pelts with. And we know you've actually... been skinning beavers, dolomites. <laughs> that does lead me to a, another question. Uh, was the stolen furs black market that hot in the 70s? I don't know. Where would you... I kind of thought that fur started to become unpopular in the late 70s because of PETA. Well, yeah. And, you know, like people were throwing paint and shit on people. Yeah, I think that, was, wearing, I think that was the 80s. For yeah, wearing, it was the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying late 70s. No, it wasn't late become... 70s. The late 70s is not the 80s. Okay, well. Totally whatever. different periods of time. Anyway, when I think about a fur coat, I think of uh, the roaring 20s, right, where before the Great Depression, where everybody's got a, a bunch of money and it's just lavish fucking diamonds coming out your butthole and fucking yeah. on fur coats. Okay. Uh, it begs the question, how much are these like, oh yeah, I got the mother load. It's a truckload of fur coats. Where do you Be go? Really, yeah, where do you fence a truckload of fur coats? Like, And how much do you get? It's like in... Fast and the Furious, when you find out they're stealing VCRs, it's like, you better be stealing a lot of those fucking VCRs to make money off this. Right. I mean, the idea is that you would you would only want a stolen fur coat because it was cheaper, which defeats the point of owning the fur coat. Like, when you are a fur coat person, you're not interested in getting a good deal. You want to pay more because it's more great Gatsby shit like Jackie's talking about. Yeah. Well, it's plumage. Yeah, right. We like our plumage as people. Yeah, you're peacocking. You know, when I wear my fur coat out that I bought at a yard sale that had probably been in somebody's musty-ass basement that kind of looks ratty and disgusting and one of the arms have fallen off, I still feel fancy. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> this thing has been dead for centuries. I'm just giving it a second chance. And no, I'm not going <laughs> to pay $200 to clean it because I only paid $24 for it at a yard sale. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if the uh, the counterfeit fur coat market is is uh, booming. When he gets busted at the beginning of the movie, they're like, "Up oh, the drugs and the furs," and it's in the trunk of a car. <laughs> so he's got like a Daniel Boone hat in, and he's getting fucking sent upstate for the rest of his life over a fucking raccoon cap. Right. Well, he was going to start his own franchise business, right? Daniel Boone tours. And he was going to lace everybody's, you know, free sandwich with a little bit of cocaine so that it seemed like it was a really exciting trip. And then he's going to sell them the, the coon hats at the end, which is really just neighborhood cats, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, that he's got his strippers, you know, going out and catching these cats like during the day yeah, when they're not a, at the club. They've got a whole operation in the basement. Everybody's wearing masks and counting money. And it's. Yeah. It's I mean, cats. they are making so much off of these cat skin coon hats. And then the bodies just get shipped over to the Chinese, Chinese restaurant. restaurant across the street. And, exactly. See, you know, you know this business. They're double plan. dipping. And then, um, you know, the cocaine just makes sure that it ensures that you're having a good time. But you got to know exactly how much to give little kids. You know, got to start guessing body weights. Whoa. Because, <laughs> you know, they got to have special sandwiches for different body weights. Like, yeah, you got. I mean, the kids have to have a good time too, Sam. Yeah. I mean,. They are like, here, here's a Kool-Aid pack. Why does this taste funny? Because it's actually fucking wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just drink it, you little fucker. 
All right. Uh, we got anything else? What do you guys think he did after they shut down his strip club? <laughs> yeah, they shut down his strip club. I mean, he's still he got said, the house. He's like, I'm going back to the neighborhood to do something I've always done or something. Like, he didn't. It was unclear. He's like, what are you going to do? And I, he's like, I guess I'm just going to go home. <laughs> right. See you later. <laughs> I Boy. guess getting away with like 12 murders is good enough for me. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he just goes home and hangs out. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the journey of of Dolomite. I want to say that he uh, you know, travels the world and has adventures all over the place, but I don't think he does. I think he just goes home. <laughs> no, he goes home and he uh starts a, a unsuccessful career as a sexual puppeteer. <laughs> He tried to take it on the road, but... But he didn't want to leave the house. Yeah. Well, and you know, he's got all those ladies still. I mean, he probably just pimps them out. Some of them. We don't know. They A lot of them could have died at the party. That's true. But I mean, you're bound to lose some mm-hmm. when you're when you're in the game, Justin. Right. And, you know, you're hoping that the ones you lose are the ones that are the least earners. Mm-hmm. And you want to keep the ones with the big buttholes. Because they can shove more drugs up there. God damn it. Okay. So it's like a butthole measurement test. <laughs> and so so that you don't need buckets of fish, apparently. Yeah. Oh, right, right. You just shove it up your butthole. <laughs> you got a lot of intestines in there. I mean, you could get a lot of bags in. Uh-huh. It probably hurt like hell, but That's how I feel today. Like you got bags of drugs stuck yeah, up your butt. Like somebody shoved a bunch of drugs up my ass last night because man, my stomach hurts. Okay. I'm going to say final recommendations. Uh, yeah, I liked Dolomite. I thought it was fucking bonkers, um, weird, really bad, and such terrible karate. I, I enjoyed it. I think it would be a good riffer. I think it it's just a good fucking dumb, bad movie. Jackie? Um, this is my first time seeing it. And as far as the black exploitation movies that we have watched, this one has been my favorite. Oh, wow. Um, just because it's so, it's like two people are writing a movie and then they splice it together, like Sam said, and it's kind of fucking weird. And it's like a Godfrey Ho movie almost. And then they say it is. random fucked up shit. Really fucked up Like shit. you're an insecure motherfucker. Yeah. And then, you know, pop right in your face. And you don't know how half these people are. And, you know, like. What they're doing. I didn't catch that the mayor was in bed with his wife and then this hooker. I didn't think that that was the, the mayor's wife. Like, what the fuck is happening? Right. And then, yeah, I mean, that that level of you kind of know what's going on, but not enough to really pick anything apart. And was anything really going on? I, I don't know. It was just <laughs> fucking chaos, and I loved all the outfits. and chaos. And the snarky remarks that people were making, and I, I don't know. I really liked it. Dolomite is my name, and fucking up fuckers is my game. Sam? I think it's an absolute do. At some point, I'm going to buy the Blu-ray because the Blu-ray has the microphone version uh-huh. where you can watch it in full screen. And it may have not been as popular with people in the VHS era because of how much of a different movie framing makes this. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, this is one of the best. I There's ones that I like a lot better. And I think that even though I think this is a total do and one you should watch... It is not Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. No, no. It is not. And uh, it gets compared to that and like, oh, this is a sort of masterpiece in the genre. Like, no, Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song 1 was very early and 2 is really good. This I haven't is seen it in about movie. 15 years, but I really like Sweet Sweetback's Badass Song. Anybody- and I don't know that I would ever pick it for this podcast because I actually think it's kind of good. Anybody who said that Dolomite is a good movie, it's got a 67 Metacritic. Dolomite is a bad movie. Like, it is piss poor in quality uh, and technical work and acting. And again, everybody's fucking high and it doesn't make any goddamn sense. I'm going to stop you right there because the costumes were amazing. Okay, the costumes are good. The, uh, the costume designer and sewers still, were great. To me, it's not that... that aspect wasn't as good as truck turner um but it yeah i don't know why people think that this is like oh yeah this is one of the best black exploitation movies. it's one of the funnest but this is a bad movie 
Yeah, even for a hundred thousand dollars, like I give it way major props that you did it for a hundred thousand dollars. You actually got it done. Making a movie like this is also amazing, and then they, apparently it made twelve million. Wow. Yeah. So the, I mean, it cooked in the theaters, and I think the people that saw it in the theaters are the ones with the most affected by it because that VHS copy is so much different. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's an absolute do. But if you've never seen Sweet Sweetback's badass song and you want to see what this movie wanted to be, watch that one. Okay, all right. Uh, next week will be Sam's pick. Uh, programming update since it's Memorial Weekend, we won't be releasing on Monday. We'll be releasing on Tuesday. So, Sam, what are we doing for the next movie? I will have to get back to you on Wednesday for that. God damn it! Ha 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 ha. I know what my next movie is. Ha ha ha. Two weeks in advance, gentlemen. All right, well, save it for <sighs> your turn. Fine. You son of a gun. Um, all right, well, you guys enjoy your week. Uh, listen to our Corona Sode uh, for Thursday and uh, get to the chopper. Fans of Stinker Madness, iTunes thinks you don't like us. What? How is that possible? Well, it's because you haven't given us a review yet. Go to Stinker Madness on iTunes and take just a couple seconds to rate and review us there. While you're at it, hit up Stitcher.com as well. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at forward slash Stinker Madness. And email us at talk at We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and get to the chopper.